How much time till we're on? We're on, Ron. What? We're on the air right now. Oh. <clears throat> I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. For Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. And World Gym, trained for the sport you play. This is Sports Day. Yes, it is Sports Day, Tuesday night edition. I can't wait for that. The Women's oh, World Cup. Mate, I'm that excited. How exciting is it going to be? I, I am excited. I just took a roll on with them, actually, with uh, Soccer Australia, or I think it's called Soccer Australia, as, mm-hmm. a, as a champion of the uh, Matildas. Yeah. To help promote them and stuff and promote their games uh, here. In, not, and, and not because, well, I love them, but my daughter is just such a soccer fanatic. Is it because your daughter Phoenix is playing, what, 16, 15 playing the under 23? Yeah, yeah. So you've t- taken a Yeah, yeah. So I, I figured I'll, I'll get involved. We, well, I've taken her to a couple of games previously and she's just loved it. And you yep. can just, it made, it reminds me taking her to watch the Matildas play up in Brisbane a couple of years ago, it reminded me of, of going to watch um, my dad play at the Sydney Cricket Ground and walking in there and meeting the players and the girls, she met the girls after the game mm. and, you know, Sam Kerr was like, oh, you know, you can do it, you know, and Ellie Carpenter's her favourite player. So she met her and got photos and it was just such a cool event. So, yeah, could could think of nothing better than to get behind them for this World Cup and, and I think as Aussies we should get behind them and get to out, get out to all the games yeah, and fill up the stadiums. It's yeah. going to be fantastic. Well done, Kia. Official mm. partners of the FIFA Women's World Cup. Starts very, very soon. It's great that she can see herself being out there one day. Oh, yeah. Got great influence. Now, everyone get the straight jacket out. We've got a live one. For the last 15 minutes, Rat and I have been at each other's throats about the other life. He's telling me to watch some show <laughs> about Mate, this, town, t- this town where a UFO landed. And- in Brazil. Oh. In Virginia, in Brazil, in 1996, there was a documented... Mate, it's, just watch the documentary Moment of Contact. Just watch it. Oh. That's all I ask. They didn't know what you, you need not, to watch. It's, mate, what do you think they're going to get a town of like 50,000 people and go, okay, let's all get in the town hall. Now let's set up this, well, we'll set up this conspiracy, conspiracy like all 50,000 of, of course us. course they would. It brings no. attention to their town. <laughs> no, because it oh, got, mate, it, it became heavy and you got to, that's why you got to watch it. But the, there are like army officials, American army and Navy. Listen, you should see how animated he is at the mate, moment. Mate, you he, just got to watch it. Like your you can't, veins popping out of his throat. It's, you can't, you can't just deny it without watching it. You got to watch it first and then deny it, and I'll be happy. So if I watch ET, no, I convinced there's ET is not real. <laughs> Even though Drew Barrymore, <laughs> he's sitting to my left. He's sitting to my left. <laughs> ET, I know that. ET, <laughs> mate, watch oh. it. Um, oh, I could go deeper. Uh, welcome, listeners, to the Super Radio <laughs> Network. Uh, 1170 in Sydney, 693 in Brisbane, 1620 on the Gold Coast, on the app, on the podcast. Welcome to the show. Plenty going on. We've got some, some great guests tonight on the show. We've got, well, the World Test Championship commenced tomorrow. So cricket legend Ian Healy, who's the host of Patton Heels with mm. uh, Paddy Walsh and SENQ, is going to join us to talk about the World Test Championship in the upcoming Ashes series as well. Raiders hooker. Tommy Starling is going to join us as well. He's a pocket rocket. I love him. Oh, I like him too. Yeah. He makes a difference when he comes on. He does. Mm. He does. Of course, every Tuesday. It's time for the most important oh. part of the week. It's Teamless Tuesday on Sports Why? Day. <laughs> you know you're going to be in trouble with Woogie. He hates it when you oh. change 
I'm happy. Process. I'm happy with it. Oh. I, I got to say, I am happy with it. Brad had a conversation with me. <laughs> Did he? Yeah, off oh, air. Yeah. Made an executive decision. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're the producer. Mm. You can do what you want. Yeah. Also, one of our favourite segments each and every week. Two's Come on, that's there. ridiculous. That's I, ridiculous. I've got one for you. Dumbest mm. criminals. Three burglars broke into a house, yep. stole a container, opened it up, saw all this white powder, and they thought, how good is this? It's a c- container of cocaine. So they got caught at a later date and told the authorities that they'd snorted most of it. And they were informed that the container had the ashes of the late husband of the house and two great Danes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're kidding. It must have been Come very- on, that's ridiculous. That's ri- uh, now get involved in the show at any stage. 0457-736-736 or give us a call, 1300-01-1170. And uh, actually, I don't know whether you heard this earlier on mm. in the day, Jimmy Smith, who afternoons with Jimmy Smith, he was doing a, a segment. Yep. It's a really good talk topic, actually. Contracts that didn't go ahead. Mm. Now, I, I know where you, you know where I'm going with this because mm. there's a lot of skeletons in your dad's closet that are starting to emerge. <laughs> Firstly, he should have been a Queenslander. He should have played for Queenslander in 1980 yeah. and he yeah. should have partnered Mal Meninga in the centre. He should have. Yeah. And the next one is, is that I learned from Jimmy Smith and one of the listeners, Quinny, I think his name was. Yep. He said that your dad signed with the Illawarra Steelers. He did. Appeared in the team photo. He did. Yet played no games for them. None. No, none. Had signed the deal um, and then went to the UK because I think the deal, I think the deal was for maybe for eighty six, maybe or eighty five or eighty six. Well, they came into the comp in eighty two. It would have been for eighty six, I think, because he went over to the UK in the off season to play with Witness because he'd broken his jaw for Cronulla, mm-hmm. couldn't play that season, wanted to go in the off season to get himself fit enough and get game time up to be, I guess, considered and have games under his belt for the eighty six Kangaroo Tour. Would have been his fourth tour, and um, broke his leg and came back and never set foot on a footy field again. Other than for that little stint with the Narang Roosters. And so he retired. <laughs> retired. Before he, before he got to play. With yeah, Illawarra. With Illawarra, yeah. Never knew that. Mm. What about that? We got all the gear. We got the jerseys <laughs> and we got all that as kids. Kaiser that, uh, Stool was Kaiser the Stool, that's sponsor. That's sponsor. Yeah. 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 Now, I don't know whether you caught this last night. I don't know what sort of parent you are, Rat. Mm. Parental guidance <laughs> started on Channel 9 last night. Yeah. What sort of parent are you? Oh, so, man. I think I'm a lighthouse parent. Like, I'll, I used to let my kids sort of learn along the way and, and just sort of educate them if they mm. stepped out of line. and I don't know what sort of parent I am. I, I, I'd, I'd, I'd be frightened to ask my kids mm. to tell me. Helicopter? Uh, uh, no, no I'm, I think I'm pretty – I think I'm, I sort of let them go a little bit, but I'm, I'm like if they, if they screw up, then I'm not, I get a bit angry. Yeah. Well, I've got all, if you haven't watched the show, watch it. It's a really good show. It's got all these different parenting styles. Yeah. Okay. And – so I'm going to pose this question to the listeners, 0457 736 736, or give us a call, 1300 01 1170. What did you get away with as a kid that you would be frowned upon today? Oh, well, oh mate, have you read, you've read my book. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I can, hence I, why the nickname Rat. Yeah, I had, a, I had a, well, I think it'd be frowned on at any time having an underage um, bottle shop that I was stealing grog out of my dad's pub from and selling it. I don't think that'd fly at any time, <laughs> but it was uh, very lucrative for me back in the, um, back in the eighties. So uh, I remember when I was about seven or eight, I used to take money out of my parents' ashtray mm. just in the lounge room, enough for a bus. Mm. And we lived at a place called Bribey Island in between Brisbane and the mm. Sunshine Coast. BG's town. Yeah, we built, yeah, yeah, we built, a, we built a pub there mm. in 1978. Yeah. 
and I was seven or eight, and I used to get money and get on the bus and catch a bus at seven or eight across to the other side of the island. All like a couple of caves of it. Yeah. And I'd go swimming in the surf yeah. as a seven or eight year old. And then after a full day, I'd get on the bus and just catch the bus back home again. And they wouldn't have had a clue where I was. You know day. what though, Sats? I think back then, you like back then, it was sort of like you'd get on your bike, you'd go out for the day. There was no mobile phones. No one knew where you were. There was no Life 360 or yeah. anything like that where you could track where everything, every, everything happened. And I think the fact now that we know everything, like, or you, you think that there's so much information coming at you, like people are just terrified. I, I don't think the world's a worse place now than it was back then. No. But we, well, it's like we've got to put everyone in cotton wool and protect them from, I don't know what, but we've just got to protect them. So what would you do as a kid that would be frowned upon today? Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. We've got a caller. Mark from Quakers Hill is on the line. How are you, Mark? G'day, guys. I'm good. Uh, considering right. the fact as of Thursday last week, I finally got over nine days of being stuck at home with COVID, so I'm feeling top of the world. Oh, nice, that's right. right. Yeah. Back. Hey, back. Before you it's talk about around. the New South Wales side, what's something you did as a kid that would be frowned upon today? Well, when I was a kid, I don't know if you guys would be old enough to remember this, but they used to have a show called Dukes of Hazard. Oh, on, um, what? TV. Oh, my favourite show. Please. Daisy Duke. Daisy Duke. <laughs> They used to, yeah, Daisy Duke, and the shorts were actually named after her, Daisy Dukes, that she wore. Mm. And um, the way they always used to slide in and out of the car window, and they always went in and out of the windows, well, that was the way me and my brother always used to climb out of our parents' Kingswood. <laughs> and um, they always went off at us when we did, but we ended up stuffing the windows in Kingswood, so Dad had to get the fix, so we weren't too popular. <laughs> Yeah, I'd still probably still be frowned upon today. Yep, it would be. Considering the fact that, you know, when you take your average card or mechanic these days, they've got to do a whole heap of work with the computers. It wouldn't just be as simple as rip off the panel and put a new window. Exactly. In. They'd no. have to go into the computer. They'd yeah. have to go into the CPU and they'd charge you, you know, thousands for it. Yeah. But so- um, I just wanted to get uh, I just wanted to get your guys' opinion on, um, you know, like it's a big... Uh, dent in the blues where we've lost uh, Nathan Cleary, and that really hurt because I'm a Panthers supporter, but also a few of the other star blues players. And uh, what changes do you think we'd need to make to uh, get the win over Queensland in the second and third matches? And alongside that, it's not all sunshine north of the border because they've lost two key players, too, Joy Arrow and another guy to injury. Yeah, two key players. I think having Munster there is, and Daly Cherry Evans and Harry Grant, Ben Hunt, are probably the keys to Queensland. I don't know about you, Rat, but... I still think Jerome Luai should be the six. I thought oh, he was really I agree. good. I thought he was good. Um, yep. And Nico Hines has probably got to be the next cab off the rank. Yep. He, he earns it. Yep. Um, Mark, and the other question is, will Cam Murray be fit with the groin, groin injury? Groin injury, yeah, yeah, that's right. But I've got to say, I, I think Liam Martin deserves to start. I thought he was New South Wales' best mm. in the first game. Yeah, I don't think they need to make too much changes, Mark. I think I think um, wholesale changes um, in at this moment um, will put a little bit too much pressure on the team to you know totally rewrite the ship um, I think if they just put Nico in he's trained with the team he would have had reps with them throughout the last uh, origin campaign slot him into seven um, I think he's I think they'll be good to go what do you think what do you think mark what's what's your thoughts? Well personally I think they've got to try something. Because obviously the um, combinations they were trying during the first game didn't work. So we've got to shake things up and try something new. But basically, I'd agree with what you guys said. 
And uh, if I was Brad Fittler, I'd make sure that um, the team is really disciplined and they're really tight and cohesive on the field and they don't give away stupid penalties. Yeah, it helps. Because I think in some ways, I think in some ways, and um, it was, uh, I think it it was on the Joel and Fletch show over the last couple of days, one of them said, we should have won that game. And we should have won that game. And this is something I was getting stick from my brother who's a Queenslander. Oh, you guys should have won that game. We were, <laughs> we were like one to two guys down on the field. And we still came back and beat you. And mm. I think the way they beat us was us just giving away stupid penalties. So if we can keep our on-field discipline, I think that'll go a long way to help us win both games. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. yeah you make a lot call. of sense, Mark. It's, it, it does. It comes down to discipline and execution. Mm. That's basically what it comes yeah, down and to. Yeah, and I think Queensland can get a hell of a lot better in that in that department as yeah. well. I, it, it should be a great game too. Yep. That's all I know, whoever they put in there. Now the Roosters have, we, we know that, this for a fact. Now that Jason Rolls has taken up a role with the Melbourne Storm, it looks as though he's in the box seat to take over from Craig Bellamy whenever that happens. He's coached down there before as an assistant, former player down there as well at Melbourne. But the Roosters, well, they've let him walk without pay after he seeked further uh, his career as a head coach and he was negotiating with the Dragons from, from more reports. Now, he won't be committed to the club for the rest of the season. They believe he won't be committed to the club for the rest of the season mm. if he's got his eyes on another prize, Rat. Yeah. I, I, I think that's a, that's a bit, little bit disrespectful to the question of his integrity. Uh, it is. And, and, you know, look, I, I mean, it, it seemed to work fine with Fitzy when Fitzy signed with the Sharks and, he finished out his, his tenure there, and I, I know he was still working behind the scenes with the Sharks and, in, in, you know, trying to make sure things were in place for when he got, you know, finished his role with with uh, with the Roosters. But, look, uh, the, the Roosters are struggling, you mm. know. So if you look at the big picture, they're struggling, they're losing games, they're, what, I don't think they're in the eight at the moment, are they? No, they're not. Just they're ninth. Out, they're ninth. Yeah. They're out of the eight. Um, things aren't going their way. They, you know, they snuck home in a tight game against the Bulldogs on the weekend, which, which could have gone either way. Um, they're just not at their best, and maybe they just a bit of a clean out, let's reassess and, and get moving. I don't know. It, it's, it, it, it doesn't look to me um, like there is any consistency in their decision-making process. There. Well, they've been consistent when it came to Adam O'Brien, but not consistent when it comes to Craig Fitzgibbon. When he's so inconsistent. So it is, yes. <laughs> but Daddy Vass, you brought up a good point off air. Mm. If the Roosters were sitting in the top two or three and everything was going swimmingly, would they make the same decision or would they say, let's not upset the apple cart? I don't, yeah, I think it would be the other way around. Yeah, right? I, well, it would be. You wouldn't want to try and like, – you wouldn't want to create any sort of diversion within the playing group amongst the players. I think that's really important when yeah. you're going really well. But seeing they're, they're having a real fractured season, maybe – letting Rolls go is is not going to be something that's going to affect the, the club any further. I'm not sure. He's he's highly respected by players. I know that he's a terrific guy, Rollsy. Mm. Really, really good guy. So, um, yeah, and I suppose the question is, Suwali signed with a another code, but yet at this stage are happy for him to continue playing. And I suppose the argument there is, correct me if I'm right, is that um, <laughs> is that well, he, he point, scores tries. Puts points on the board. Puts points on the board. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he probably hasn't been in his best form since signing that contract, and, and I think it coincides with his positional change. But, um, yeah, look, we'll have to wait and see uh, how that plays out. There's, you know, I'm, I'm reading 
different articles about them not being overly happy at the minute with where that sits and, you know, who knows where that's going to play out. But, um, yeah, it's a bit of a mess here at the Roosters. It's something that they would not be enjoying right yeah. now because there's all this talk. I mean, we're talking about the Roosters and we're not talking about their good footy and that's what they want you talking about and we're talking about all this stuff off the uh, off the field yeah. and I know they'll want to get it back to on the pitch and um, anyone that can do that are the players. So it's up to them to start delivering. What do you think? Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. We've got a lot of Roosters fans. It may have happened to your club when they've let coaches mid season. Mark says they let players stay the season when moving on. Why not the coach? And that's probably the argument here. So tell us mm-hmm. what you think. As we said, zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. After the break, we're going to have a news update. Thanks to Polaris. It's a Sats and Rat for Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. We're back for World Gym. Train for the sport you play. And Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. And actually, we're getting a few texts through on the back of parental guidance that started last night on Channel 9. Things that you did as a kid that wouldn't be frowned upon today. I've got a couple of really good ones here, Rat. Uh, from 481, my frowned upon moment is very similar to Rat's. My dad used to work at... WDH Wills at Kensington. They used to make cigarettes. Dad used to bring home garbage bins full of cigarettes that were being thrown out because of minor imperfections. Mm. So as a 14-year-old, I used to take them and sell them at school. I don't think they'd be looked upon very nicely in today, would it? <laughs> no. That was before, the, before we knew they killed you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. a good one. Got another one here also. Hi, gents. A couple of things that when I was a kid that probably wouldn't float these days. Lighting crazy jacks, firecrackers. Mm. Uh, throwing them at your mates and also getting your mates to lay next to each other on the ground to see how many you could jump oh, over on a BMX brand for red that was That was standard, wasn't it? Just yeah. like, oh, no, boys, line up behind this. Oh, I, I, you just didn't want to be lose the paper scissors rock and be the last guy. The last guy. Yep. Oh, yep. Oh, um, oh, there was a text here from um, from Rooster Muzz. So, Radis, your old man, i.e. the great sludge's last playing game was a rooster. That's My life was complete. Yeah, and he played for the Narang Roosters. But, mate, I've got to tell you, it wasn't. He was a dolphin. He played for the Lennox Dolphins in a game across the road from the pub that we used to own. Oh, you used to own the pub at Lennox yeah, Head, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, That's yeah. right. So he, he went over and had a run for the Lennox Dolphins. So um, he was a dolphin when he finished. There you go. Mm. Uh, news update, thanks to Polaris. So Polaris, of course, are Australia's number one selling side-by-side Brand, Tommy Trebojevic, if you haven't heard, mm. he's been cleared to play. Mm. First player to overturn the Category 1 HIA. Now, of course, in Origin 1, he was a hit with about 10 or 12 minutes to go, about 12 minutes to go. Wasn't able to return to the field because of that Category 1, showing signs of, um, of concussion. So the Manly Club doctor, Paul Bloomfield, disputed the severity of his concussion. And there has been an asterisk, has been a clause that says that if you have been given an 11-day stand down... You can appeal it. Yep. Now, there are some conditions, Rat. Yeah, there are some conditions. I mean, you've got a, not had a concussion in the previous six weeks. It's, you, you, there, there is a number of yeah. stipulations that you have to follow to be able to fulfill this. Now, what I don't – what it doesn't say in there is how many, um, how, how many times you can pull this card per year. Mm. So Turbo's pulled this card now. So he's going to be able to play. Does that mean come semi-final time, 
it just just say you know you got knocked out in you know the week before a prelim and they ruled it a grade one can he use it again well i, I like a, i like this I, I like it too i, I mean I, I as long as if you're not showing signs consistent signs um a delayed concussion symptoms uh ongoing headaches in the days following a game after a concussion and well people that are a lot smarter than us doctors neurosurgeons whatever neuro neurologists whatever it may be do the relevant tests on a case-by-case scenario and in your free play I, I think it's play on yeah uh, absolutely well, well you look at what the titans have done this week they david fafita is out yep. of his te- of, of the titans because of a delayed onset of you know concussion symptoms yep so I think the clubs are doing the right thing here by the players. Uh, Turbo obviously felt fine. He's got no headaches. He's got no symptoms. Um, you know, you see some real bad um, concussions in the game. I, I, I didn't see Tommy's as a, as a real bad one. Yep. It wasn't great, but it, but it certainly wasn't. It wasn't a penalty. Come on. A, 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 it wasn't as bad. Yeah, it was as, a penalty. He got a sin bin. Yeah. I oh, you're saying it shouldn't have nah. happened. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, well, I, I could probably agree with you, but I, I also sort of think you can't. Oh, hang on a sec. You're you always the one that says, oh, you can't hit people in the no, head. No, you can't. You can't, Sats. <laughs> you can't hit people in the head. doesn't matter what part of your body you hit it with. You <laughs> hit his chest. Come well, on, boys. you can't hit him in the head. He anyway. ran into his chest. <laughs> Bend your back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Tommy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, it's uh, open a can of worms. Uh, well, but, but don't, I, I don't. Th- I don't think it's a bad can of worms to open. Nah, it just, it just shows that it's available if you see fit to utilise yeah. it. Um, and we've we've now had a precedent set where a player has put his hand up, and said, "No, no, I'm right. Like, ch- check me over. Do what you need to do, and let's tick these boxes and get me back on the field." Yep. I think New South Wales will be happy that he's playing this week. Mm, absolutely. So fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Nothing mm. happens to him on on Friday night. Yep. For that match, but you're right. It's if you haven't suffered a lot of concussions in the past, again, I'll use the example. Your your brain is like a a candle wick, mm. and the younger you are, the less knocks that you cop. The wick stays strong. You keep burning it. The flame's really bright, but the more knocks you continue to get, the wick gets shorter and shorter. It's harder to light. Question for you, Sats. <laughs> you, you think like Tommy Travojevic? New South Wales are happy. I, I think New South Wales are happy. Tom Travojevic is playing this week. I think they're wrapped. Now. Uh, gives him a little bit more, you know, game time under his belt. You know, he sort of, you know, hit his straps before Origin one. Mm-hmm. Didn't see his best in Origin, so they want to see him playing a bit more footy. I've got no doubt about that. They'll be happy he's playing. The North Queensland Cowboys have a bye this week. Yes. So Reuben Cotter. Um, oh, well, there's five of them. Murray Tulani, Valentine Holmes. None of them are playing footy this week. Mm. They're going to go three weeks without a game going into the next Origin. Three weeks? Well, they'll... they'll They'll miss, they'll miss this week. Then the sides get announced next week. Yeah, Monday. Yeah, they'll miss that week. Mm-hmm. And then, well, two and a half weeks they go without playing a game of footy. But they've played an Origin, which yeah, is probably I know, but two and a half um, NRL games. Well, the, the, they backed up and lapped the Melbourne Storm. Yeah, I know. I'm just sort of saying. Well, they would have loved Jeremiah Nanoag in the situation and to have a bit more game time. He's yeah. been out for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Elam Luke, he's been on fire. I'm sure they would have liked to see him, you know, going again. What do you think? You think it's a? I, I think they would. I, don't, I think it puts Queensland at a little bit of a disadvantage having that number of players not playing footy for two and a half weeks in the league. Maybe, maybe this time of year the little niggles that you've got have the ability to to let them heal a little bit. Mm. But I, you know, I know what you mean. I mean, Jeremiah Nane and Ed Heal and Lukey. Probably the timing's not great because one's coming back from a, a long knee injury. Yep. 
And then I then I is back from suspension. Coming back from suspension, and mm. you're about to go on the selection process. You want more minutes under your belt. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And on the back of that, huge blow for the Dolphins. Tommy Gilbert ruled out for the rest of the season after dislocating his shoulder. Not only dislocated, it, chipped some of the bone off as well. So he's gone. He's going to go under the knife. And uh, also, I love the way that he's responded to this. He's been really positive. He's saying, you know, I've got this opportunity to sit with the coach, the greatest coach of all time, and look at the game from a completely different angle. I've, I've got access to someone that not a lot of people get access to, and I'm going to, I'm going to utilise that and hopefully become a better player. It's not a bad way to look at it. Yeah, yeah. Well, well mate, you've got to be positive in this situation. I mean, he's, he's not going to be playing. Um, Jizzy showed some toughness in that game. He got up, tried to make another tackle. Yep. Um, you know, his shoulder was out, and obviously he had that chip bone. But big loss, big, big loss for the Dolphins on yeah. having him on the field. And, you know, I could almost attribute some of the some of the Cowboys' poor form this year is to not having him in the middle of the field, you know, screaming at his troops and, you know, setting the example because he leads by example on the mm. field. He, yeah. He plays that hard. So, um, yeah, big loss for them. And, and, and then without um, Jared Wallace this week and without uh, Anthony, Milford. Anthony Milford. Yeah, it's both three-week bands. Yeah. Um, so you can do a little bit tough, I think, the Dolphins, this back end without sort of key players, particularly yep. for the next few weeks. Yeah. Uh, before we get to the break, let's get across some of the team lists. It's time for, for the most important part of the week. It's Team List Tuesday on Sports Day. Yeah, we just go through some of the notable ins and outs. Um, well, the West Tigers, they're playing the Titans. Tim Sheens has picked the same squad. As you said, David Fafita's going to have a rest this week because he had delayed concussion. And Raiders versus Warriors, this is a big match. We've got Tommy Starling coming up after the break. So we're going to talk to him about how important this clash is. Of course, 300 games for Jared Croker. Missed last week. Uh, Seb Chris is also back. Uh, Elliot Whitehead is back from a two-game suspension. And the Warriors, Rocco Berry, he had a bad head knock. That was actually, that was the Jared Wallace suspension. Mm. Yeah, head clash with Rocco Berry. Which you Berry. don't think he needed to get suspended? Well, he clashed heads with Rocco Berry. He's, he's actually been suspended for a shoulder charge. Well, well I thought yeah. three weeks is just, I think it's just too steep. Well, the precedent was set sets last year when Dale Finucane hit Stephen Crichton. Mm. Came out of the line, hit him. It was like it, it looked like a good tackle. Yep. Um, but they had clashed because he came in and it was reckless. Yeah. I mean, heaven forbid you'd want to pl- do, try and play a physical. Hey, like heaven forbid. Well, I'm just saying I didn't agree with it then, but that is the rule now. <laughs> I was. Filthy. He just said it was okay for Tommy Flegler. <laughs> no. No, <laughs> no, you can't hit people in the head. I mean, is it, well, why are you going in, mate? No, it's, yeah. it's up to it's up to the defender to get it right. And mm. you know, if you hit some, like, if I. It's like saying, "Oh, you, you can't. You got to tackle below the shoulders." But my, I'm allowed to. I'm allowed to run and headbutt you if in he, the head with my head. You know what? If he wasn't a winger, if he wasn't an ex winger, <laughs> <laughs> hey? this again. Seriously, this again. Uh, he we, played five eight though. Yeah, true. And Santa he played mm. fullback everywhere. Uh, Seagulls play the Dolphins. We touched on that. Tommy Trebojevich is back, and Jared Wallace and Anthony Milford. They're out three game suspensions. Now the Dragons and the Rabbitohs is a. A notable player that hasn't been named at all for the Bunnies. Arrow. And? Murray. And? Oh. (laughs) Luttrell. Luttrell. Hasn't been named from that calf injury. Does he need to play? Uh, I'm not quite sure. I don't know him well Well, enough. Well, well, can can I tell you this? Actually, you know what? When I see Luttrell playing at his best, he's in a groove and he's week in, week out. He's He's on the back of it. He's got rhythm. Yeah. I don't think he's the sort of player that can come off a... Of a, of a month of no footy. Mm. It's basically going to be a month. 
because he got picked. Oh, missed Origin two, Origin one. Yeah, missed Origin one. Didn't play the week before that. Missed Origin one. Missed this week. If he gets picked, won't play the following week. There's a lot of rugby league players missing games in in Rat's head. Hey, <laughs> wow, <laughs> he's he's missing a month of footy. Yeah, to yeah. To, to go into that Origin, that's a lot of footy to miss. To go into, you know, a, a very big game, a must-win game. Mm. Yep. Interesting. Jack DeBellin, he'll miss the match after suffering a head knock. And for the Broncos up against the Knights, this is at Suncorp, 5.30 on Saturday afternoon. Selwyn Cobo's back. Of course, he missed with that hip injury from, from Origin. And Tyson Frizzell comes back from Origin duty for that game as well. Now yeah. we've got uh, the Roosters and the Panthers, Rat, playing Saturday night, 7.30, Allianz Stadium. And they only met each other three weeks ago, Roosters and the Panthers. Yeah, look, the Roosters, they need to back up their win last week. They've got... Um, uh, Swally, he's out. Obviously, he's got a three games. Three, three game suspension. Three games um, for a, a running style. Yeah, anyway. Tupu's back in. Um, Junior Palgo is. Uh, they're the wingers. I mean, they don't lose too much when you tuck in Daniel Tupu, um, mm. <laughs> Luke Carey and Manu in the halves. It's a good looking side, but Nathan Cleary out. The um, the the big out for for the Penrith Panthers. How do they go without? Nathan Cleary. Well, well, Jack Cogger was good. I was just going about to say Jack Cogger. He's um, really good. It was fantastic when he came on. So big shoes to fill, but uh, he seemed to do a pretty good job on the weekend. Now Storm versus Sharkies. This is the main game on Sunday, four oh five, Amy Park. This is a big one for Nico playing against his old club on a ground that he's familiar with. This this is a situation where players can play themselves definitely in, or they can play themselves out of an Origin jersey. I reckon there's more chance of him playing himself out of the jersey than in it. I almost, I think it's his now. Yeah, I agree. Like I, I, I honestly think, like, would you change everything? Like, I think it's his now. If he goes down there and they don't perform well, and he doesn't perform well, I think he plays himself out of the jersey. Okay, so Adam Reynolds is playing against the Knights. His name's been tossed up, mm. and you've also got uh, Cody Walker. Cody Walker, who's playing against the Dragons. Mm. So it's fair to say that. Is it fair to say that Nico's he's got the best scenario because he's playing against a, a premiership contender? Yeah, I don't think you can compare um, the Dragons and the Knights to Melbourne. Yeah, um, down there. In too. all in all seriousness, you know, playing Melbourne in Melbourne, um, it's going to be a big, a, a tough battle for the Sharks. They, they have had a good record over the years against Melbourne, but it means nothing. Um, you got to show up there and do the job, and yeah, he's, he's, it's all ahead of him. We've got a Monday game. Monday to finalise round 15. Bulldogs up against the Eels. Steve, how are they going to go? Come on. How are they going to go? Reed Marnie, he's been named despite he suffered a Category 2 head injury on Sunday. That was from the Joseph Sua Lee high knee lift. Josh uh, Reynolds is out, huh? Yeah. Yep. And Jacob Carraz is back as well. And for the Eels, Regan Campbell-Gillard, he's been named to return. Regan Campbell-Gillard, so watch this space. And Joe Fangawe, still suffering that calf injury. Yep. Went over from the West Tigers, first game, calf injury, still out. Um, and Wurimu Greg obviously, is going to make way for Regan Campbell-Gillard, you would imagine. Yep. And Dylan Brown has been named, of course, uh, subject to the no-fault stand-down condition after, his, um, after being arrested on the weekend. Yep. Yep. So let's get to the break. There, your team list for round 15 of the NRL. And coming up next, we're going to have Tommy Star. No, we're not, not going to do Tommy Starling? Next hour. Next hour. Yep. Okay. We're going to do That's Ridiculous next. Yep. It was a beautiful day. 
We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. We're back for World Gym. Train for the sport you play. And Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. There's got to be an investigation into this. This has got to be, someone's got to be accountable for this. Accountable for this. Getting plenty of text messages around in the past, things we did in the past. Hey, Sats and Rat, I used to annoy my dad because I was bowling at the brick wall of our house and the tennis ball kept making loud thumping noises. I was pretending to be Dennis Lilly, Jeff Thompson, Jeff Lawson, Sporty Gav, listening on 2HD in Newcastle. I think you'd still be allowed to do that, but there's not a lot of brick walls anymore, is it, at all? <laughs> no, no, probably just cement rendering. But <laughs> I, I used to do the same, and my old man used to, used to drive him insane. And I will say that my kids, when they're bouncing the ball in the house or just outside on the deck and you're sort of laying on the couch trying to watch them telly, it drives me insane. Mm. Just getting old, eh? Yeah. Old and annoying. Old and cranky. Now, there's a couple of texts here. All of them haven't come through. There's only some of the texts here for some reason. Uh, a, uh, Marcus, a.k.a. New Zealand Tiger and Oz. Something about mailboxes for collection. We only got caught because we decided to keep going and started stealing in our own neighbourhood. And a lady <laughs> saw my mate that knew his mum. My mate's mum drove us around making us return all the money to every single house, knocking on each door to apologise. Oh, <laughs> we mate. probably had a good $20 each of coins, so it would be a good 15 to 20 houses. So the, shameful. The milkman. <laughs> the milk money. Oh, mate, those were the days. That's right. You used to leave it in the letterbox. Yeah, That's yeah. it. Or you'd leave it in a little envelope and wear the milk. milk. Uh, the yep. little, you put the milk jars. Yep. What a classic. That's ridiculous. What do you got, Rat? Mate, I saw uh, a picture of Kanye West and his wife. Who's Australian, by the way. She's a model, isn't she? Bianca. Yeah, Bianca. Oh, I don't know what her name is. Bianca Sensori. Yep. Uh, going to church today. And, mate, he's dressed like an NFL player. And she's dressed <laughs> in what looks like she's wearing a dinger. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a condom over her. Oh. <laughs> a dinger. Come oh, on, that's I've ridiculous. Heard that. It is. Uh, it's like, what are people thinking when they look at themselves in the mirror and they go, yeah, this is fashion. No, you look ridiculous. You look ab- you look stupid. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's good. I had 1986, 12 members of a Florida jury. They got stuck in, a, in the courthouse elevator for more than 20 minutes and they were on their way to hear a case against the Otis Elevator Company. <laughs> oh, I wonder if it was an Otis Elevator. Yeah, I know. I know. What about, have you ever heard of Henry Tandy? This is ridiculous. So Henry Tandy's a Victorian oh, Cross Oh, I want to know if this is true. So he's a British soldier, Victoria Cross medal winner. He's, he's won multiple medals in the First World War. Mm. So in 1918, a German soldier, okay, wandered into Tandy's line of fire. He was wounded and he did appear to have a weapon, okay, and Tandy chose not to shoot him. The German soldier, soldier um, was Adolf Hitler. Mate, and you don't believe in aliens and you believe that. Yeah, absolutely. What did Adolf I do. yell out and go, thanks, mate, my name's Adolf and um, I'll send you some chocolates in a, a card. Yeah, a little tiny moustache. Thank you. Tiny little moustache on his top is, lip. That is an old wives' tale. He said he looked like Charlie Chaplin, mate. but I didn't shoot him because he looked like the mime artist. I can't believe you believe that. Like, how did he get a, Mate, Adolf Hitler's not going to send him a card and thank him. 
<laughs> How does he know? It's from a distance. Don't argue with me. He's shot. He's Don't shot. argue with me comparing it to aliens. <laughs> no. Seriously. That's ridiculous that you just read that in. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had a text a little bit earlier on it might, about... It might yep. be this one. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Mm. Um, there we go. Steve-O says, Matty, do not worry about sets. He's off with the pixies. As a fellow believer, I'm rock solid with you. <laughs> hey, Steve-O. Go Steve-O. the heels. Go the you heels. need a straight jacket as well. <laughs> you need a straight jacket as well. Mate, I, I got a little quick text here from, um, from the King of Dirt. Rat, you need a walk. I do. Sorry, Benny. I haven't seen you for a while. Fresh legs, baby. Cotter is a thoroughbred. Just to rest in the paddock, maybe even a roll in the hay, the troops will muster, have faith, go Queensland. So he He's, reckons the boys at the North Queenslanders will be all right. I'll just have a roll in the paddock, have yep. a week off, and they'll be fresh. Maybe. Maybe. Yep. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Um, now, in relation to selections, we've got a, te- uh, qu- uh, got a, a text message here saying, guys, he um, said last night he'd go for Mitch Moses. That's Mark. Yeah, he's been throwing up, and I suppose his kicking game is probably the big kick. his greatest attribute. Mm. Yep, um, and to be able to keep pushing Queensland back, I thought, I thought, his, I thought New South Wales kicking game was better than Queensland's in the first game. It was definitely. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we were catching the ball on our ten, struggling to get it out. Um, you know, our kicking game, other than other than um, DCE's forty twenty that he jumped out and sort of popped off there, but. Um, other than that, I mean, you know, we're kicking the ball down there, taking it on their 30 or their 35-yard line, getting into attacking zones every time to, to finish yep. the sets. Um, the Queensland's kicking game wasn't great. No. Their long kicking game, that is. 780 says, the question about what did you do as a kid that would be frowned upon tonight, tonight uh, now says, 780 says, can you ask that question to Glenn from Newcastle? That question, it could be an interesting, great show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> could be a little bit different. Could be a little bit different. Yeah. Slats is off his chops. Vegetarian. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's get to a break. Uh, after the break, we get to more of your text messages. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. We're back for World Gym. Train for the sport you play. And Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. I'm going to head down to a world gym soon. I've never been to a world gym. I live near one. I'm going to suss one well, out. Well, you're all over it now. Yeah. I'm going to suss one in there. Uh, before we get to the break, let's get to some of your text messages. But um, news has just come to hand. Matt's mate, Phil War, has been appointed as the CEO of Rugby Australia. Rat, how will he go? Great appointment. Great appointment. Uh, Warrior's been in the corporate world for since he retired many years ago. So hasn't stayed um, directly involved with the game? Uh, has, yeah, yeah. On, on, on various boards, uh, on the SCG Trust, I believe. He was he was he got he was um, one of the big movers and shakers in getting the new uh, stadium built. Uh, yeah, he knows he knows the landscape very well. Obviously very passionate about the game and um, and a good man. So I, I think he'll do a fantastic job. I think he's I think he'll be great. I actually thought it might have been Justin Harrison, um, who yeah, I who said I, that who actually. I said, He's head of the Players Association, mm, isn't he? Who I thought would have done an equally good job, but um, no, it's exciting. Um, it's exciting for the game, and 
obviously he and Eddie have a relationship, so hopefully that works well. And, um, you know, obviously Justin Harrison and he were teammates from the Players Association. So Good time to come in as a CEO. Oh, leading to a World Cup. Oh, yeah. Well, they've got, I mean, seven months until the World Cup in France and then they head over to, oh, well, then it's here in um, in, yeah. in four and a half years' time. So, yeah, look. Um, okay, if you were the CEO, years, Matt Rogers, is of Rugby Australia, what would be your number one priority? Um, not from behind the scenes, but something that's that's uh, tangible, something can, that everyone can reach out and touch. They can be seen from the outside, from the fans. What's the first thing you focus on? Well, I'd be focusing on keeping our junior talent. Yeah. Um, big time. The I'd rugby be, schools? I'd be working very closely with all the big rugby schools, your Nudgee Colleges, your TSSs, your Kings, your Joeys, all those schools, and making sure, you know, the likes of, you know, your Caitlin Pongers and your Dane Gagai's and your, and your Angus Crichtons and your Matt Rogerses of the world don't leave. You know, put a budget aside. Put a budget aside to keep those players in your game. Um, don't lose, don't lose them to rugby league. Um, it's probably the most important thing. But it's it's being strategic about that too. It's it's not just having, you know, a, you know, a million bucks there and throwing it at every kid. It's it's knowing which kids to to hold on to. Yeah, yeah, and it's getting them early too, isn't it? And putting them in those those elite pathways. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and 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 having those. Uh, pathways set up where they're playing quality rugby, quality opposition week in, week out, and they're yep. developing as athletes. Um, it's probably one of the things that uh, rugby league does very well through their under 17s, under 19s, under 21 sort of thing with Jersey Flag, SG Ball, Harold Matz, you know, Mel Meninga, Cyril Connell up here, you know, all that sort of stuff that uh, the rugby league clubs do that sort of rugby don't do it probably as well. Um, they probably need to do that. Yep. Where am I with you about this alien stuff? And I'll add, Rat is just Rat. And Stephanie, talking about Steve, is from a place called Dubbo. I rest my case. Mazza. I'm off you, Muzz. I'm off you. (laughs) What's ridiculous is Glenn's 604 brilliant text message has not been read out yet and would be happy to answer the question just posed to me by one of my many following listeners. No, that's not true at all. Cheers. Guess who? Uh, stick around for the second hour. We've got Tommy Starling coming up, the Canberra Raiders superstar. Also, we'll catch up with Ian Healy about the World Test Championship. And, of course, the Ashes' 30 years anniversary just Sunday gone for the ball of the century mm. where Heels were sitting behind the stumps there with Shane Healy. This is Sports Day with Sats and Rat. Stick around. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. There's White. Oh, a delightful pass. Croker down the sideline. White lining up. The pass comes to Starling and it's a try. <laughs> Starling. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Sats and Rat, and that was the try against the Bunnies a couple of weeks ago. He's a pocket dynamo, our next guest, an energy bunny for the Raiders. He is. And he's a tremendous young player. And that man is Tommy Starling, joins us on Sports Day. How are you, Tommy? I'm good, boys. Thanks for having me on the show. No, thanks for coming on. Um, always wanted to have a chat to you, actually. You seem like a little bit of a scallywag, ah, which is what we love on the show. Is. And it your day like... off in Canberra, you're saying you, you like to go and have a bit of hit of golf. So what's, who's the golf crew? Um, so, yeah, we've got, a, we've got a fair crew down here that play. Um, the main, main, uh, main sort of culprits are uh, me, Jordan Rapana. Uh, Josh Papali, uh, Joe Tapine has the hit as well. 
Um, and then there's a couple of the other boys that like coming out every once in a while, but that's sort of the main crew that get out there. So who's the, um, who's, yeah. who's the burglar, mate? Who's, who's taking the cash all the time? Um, Geordie Raps. Geordie Raps tips him pretty well. He's been playing for a while now, but um, actually Big Puffer's catching him, actually. He's, oh, wow. Uh, his handicap's down, coming down week by week, so... Once he gets hold of the ball, um, he sent it down the fairway a fair while. I couldn't so, imagine. Uh, they stay here. I couldn't imagine Josh Papali having a real fluent style. I think it'd be nice and stiff. Or power. <laughs> yeah, all power. He's actually got a, not a bad swing on him. But yeah, no, it's a good little hobby that uh, us boys like to do, just to switch off and put it uh, every once in a while. So yeah, yeah good, good one. fun. Yeah, now, your Central Coast boy played with King Humber. Um, you were born, you're born out, uh, was that Richmond Way originally or Windsor? Yeah. I was actually going to bring that up. Actually, it was um, when I when I got told I was coming on your, uh, the show, Scotty. I was I've actually I actually won the Scott Sattler Shield back for Windsor, and uh, I think it might have been two thousand and four uh, for the Windsor Wolves. So um, yeah, I remember remember that day quite well. Actually, my dad was the coach, and um, we versed. Uh, I think it was St Clair in the finals. So um, still got the trophy at home, and it's actually my uh, Instagram profile picture. Actually, me and my dad holding up the shield. Oh, so, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, pretty, pretty cool little moment there. That brought back some good memories. So, did, yeah. Did they change the name of that shield after they punted you from Penrith? Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> hey, um, well, it was a pretty good competition too growing up as a junior, wasn't it? It was a strong comp back then, or still is. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the Central, so I moved to the Central Coast when I was sort of, uh, I think I was 11. And, yeah, the Central Coast comp was a really good comp with um, – yeah, there was a couple of really good teams floating around, and um, we had actually Bob McCarthy's son, Darren McCarthy, as yeah. our coach. Yeah. Uh, for for the for the King Gumber Colts, we had a um, yeah, it was a, a massive part of my development actually having him from sort of out of thirteens all the way to the under seventeen. There, he, he sort of gave me an insight what it was to like to be to be a professional, and um, yeah, so it was yeah, it was a good comp. We ended up winning back to back premierships up there for the King Gumber Colts. Um, in the 16 to 17 age group, so yeah, it was it was a good good comp, and uh, definitely learned a lot uh, playing up there. Mate, was there uh, was there any other players that you ran around with against up on the Central Coast there that uh, went on to play in the NRL? Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of few, there's a fair few, but um, not not in my age group, but Connor Watson uh, yeah, right. was actually mm. one of my really good family friends growing up. He was he's my brother's best mate. He was from Avoca Beach too, so. Um, yeah, we're, we're really good mates. But then there's a there's a few of us sort of getting down there. Scotty Drinkwater uh, yep. from North Queensland. The, the Safiti boys are from the coast. Uh, Jack Togu just made his debut for Penrith the other day. Um, he's been around for a bit as well. So there, there's a fair few of them. Uh, Sanded Smith just made his debut on the weekend, actually. Yeah. He's a young fella from King Gabba Colts. So uh, it's definitely a really good breeding ground up there, the, the central coast for footy players, because um, yeah, it's a really strong comp and, um, yeah, some really talented kids coming out of it for sure. Now, Tommy, you finally got to start with the Newcastle Knights where you played your, your debut back in, I think it was 2018. Now, is there anything that stands out from your origin, uh, sorry, from your NRL debut? Uh, someone that stood out as a player or is there something that stood out the most from your debut? Um, yeah, it was, it was a pretty special moment, mate. It was, it was old boys' day up there at Newcastle. It was 26,000 there, I think, that day. And um, Yeah, I think I think I got clocked at... Uh, I jacked the Bellin on the last play of the game and um, it got, got me a good shot, actually. And then Chris Hines didn't come running over and uh, start a bit of a blue to finish off the game. So uh, that was his last ever game. So to be a part of that was pretty cool. And uh, But, yeah, no, it was a pretty special moment playing with you know, Mitchell Pearce. And uh, as I said, said before, Hines was last game and uh, there was some star-studded uh, event there. So, yeah, that was, was a pretty special day. I had me, had me family and that in the crowd. And, um, yeah, to do it at the, the I played, you know, my junior 
junior reps that was a, it was a pretty special moment. Another Central Coast boy, Chris Heinington. Now, sharing yep, the role, yep. sharing the role with Zach Wolford. Now, as you know, he's a Canberra legend. His old man Simon, whose nickname was Germ. Oh, so, yeah. yep. does he follow in his dad's footsteps off the field? Yeah, we, we, his nickname's Junior. Yeah, uh, <laughs> right. They're, they're definitely there. They, they're, they're, they're two good, good blokes, mate. They, uh, yeah, they, they both love their footy. And I was coached by, um, by senior actually. So uh, uh, up at Newcastle when he was there, he was coaching the reserve grade side. So um, yeah, I, I've had some experience with them. And yeah, it's, it's been a good combination for us going uh, going forward as well. So um, he's playing some really good footy at the moment, and uh, he's helping uh, contribute to these team wins for sure. Yeah, mate. Yeah, you you play a different style of footy. You know, I think your running game your ability to sort of get out from dummy half. What, what, is, what is Ricky's instruction to you when you get onto the field? Is it sort of lift the intensity or lift the speed of the, of, of the movement around the ruck? Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty spoiled, mate. It's, um, yeah, it's just going and trying to change the game. You know, it's, um, he, he, sort of sees, it's, he sort of goes into the game, so I'm not too sure when I'm going to throw you on, but when I throw you on, it's going to be important. Um, you know, it's either the boys are rolling really well and we've got to sort of put the foot on the throat or is the boys are sort of stiffing a little bit and you've got to come on and bring that energy. So um, I look at my role as, as one of the, uh, a very important role to, um, you know, that contributes to the two points. So um, I take that on with, with both hands and, um, yeah, but yeah, as I sort of said, it's, it's um, just go out there and cause a bit of chaos and, and lift that intensity with, your, with the line speed and uh, speed around the ruck. So, yeah, you do. Uh, I, I like that role. It's quite unique and, um, enjoy every moment of it. There you do it. I love it when the energy that you bring mm. to the side. Now, this weekend, of course, has been much publicised and everyone's mm. had an opinion. I love what, what Ricky and Jared yeah, Croker and the club Absolutely. has done here. He gets to play his 300th at, at home, the only club he's played for. As a player that's still playing um, alongside Jared week in, week out, it must be an honour, Tommy, to be part of this game. Yeah, for sure, mate. It's it's, it's crazy, you know. <laughs> Uh, I think Toots debuted in '09. I don't know what age it was then. I have to do the quick math, but yeah, I was, I was still I was still playing juniors footy. So to be a part of this, it's it's massive. It's um, and as you sort of said before, for him to do it at home, um, pack out JIO Stadium, it's going to be a massive occasion for Canberra and, and the Canberra Raiders. And um, you know I, I, what what the boys did, uh, stick in, in the club did the you know hold him off a week to have it at home. I don't think anyone deserves it more than Toots to have it in front of his home crowd where. Um, he's, he's, he made this club so special and made it what it is today. So um, we're looking forward to it. The boys are all pumped and uh, we're, we're all chomping at the bit to get out there and go get the two points for him because he, he deserves nothing more than a win on his 300th game and uh, have a few beers after for sure. Absolutely. And just on that, tickets still available. Visit raiders.com.au. Click on tickets to watch Jared plays uh, 300th game uh, this Friday. Now it's a 6 p.m. game, so roads will be busy. Um, celebrate one of the legends of the club. Make mm. sure you get on and get tickets and get to what would be a memorable afternoon. What sort of guy is he, Jared Croker, around the club? T- to me, from the outside looking, he looks like a he looks like one of those real sensible. Just down to he'd be humble. the sort of guy that you'd trust to walk your sister home if yep. she was she needed to get home one night. Are we correct? Yeah, definitely, mate. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He's 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 um he's, yeah, he's one of the uh, one of the one of the good guys for sure. He's um he's a really good family man. Loves his loves his two boys. He's gotten. Um, yeah, he's a, he, he's he's one of the he's a real true captain. He leads by example, and he uh, he knows he knows what to say and when to say it. And um, you, you, he's he's a great footballer, but an even better bloke. And I think that's what uh, makes him so special and makes this club so special because that's that's what we're all about here is uh, being being good blokes, and then you know the footy will follow. So and he's one of the best. So it's it's a very special occasion, and 
um, yeah, we can't wait to do it, uh, get out there and win, win the game for him. Um, he, he deserves it. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be one to remember for him. Mate, we've got to ask, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, we saw some pretty harrowing scenes down there at, uh, at in Canberra with um, Corey going down. At, oh, um, sorry, at Acor Stadium. Acor yeah. Stadium. Uh, yep. With Corey going down. Um, has he been around the club? You know, how's he doing? Um, can you give us an update on where he's at? Yeah, mate, he's back at the club and he's in uh, in good spirits, mate. Obviously, it was it was quite scary and um, yeah, it was, uh, it was very unfortunate that happened to Corey. And but he's in he's in good spirits, mate. He's back doing some light training and just keep keeping himself uh, a bit sane. I think they're sort of just making sure he's all clear. But um, I think he's he's had a few tests and um, he's come back pretty positive. So um, yeah, he's just we're just he's just going to ease back into it, mate, and uh, just get back into some some gym work and some light running and. Um, he, 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 he can't keep still, so he's, he's trying to keep himself sick. <laughs> yeah, over, but, um, but he's all good, mate. And you know the, the the love and support that was sent his way was was uh, was pretty pretty special. You know, in a, in, a, in a pretty bad moment like that, it really shows what rugby league's about. And, um, everyone rallied around him and rallied around the team too, because it could have been. Um, you know, it was quite horrific for the boys to see that, but um, you know, we all we all got together and sent the support, and, and yeah. it was a pretty special moment for that to happen. So. Um, yeah, but he's going good. He's back in the train around the boys and uh, where he belongs. So it's good to see him with a smile on his face. Yeah, good one, mate. Now, I've got to ask, um, back in my day, there was a place we used to frequent down in Canberra, the private bin. Oh, is, is, yeah. it still, is it still happening, the private bin down in Canberra? Or what is, what is it, what is it, has it got a new name? Yeah, I'm not too sure. I'll have to um, <laughs> ask a few of the boys and see, see what that one was. But, yeah, there's a couple of little spots that the boys like to get around to and have a beer or so. But, yeah, no, I haven't heard, haven't heard of the private bin. So wow. I'll have to um, scope that one out and see, see what's <laughs> happened to it. Now, go to your coach and just say, Coach, can we sit down and have a few tinnies? Can you tell us some stories from the private bin? I'm yes. sure Stick's got plenty. Now, the blowtorch. Tommy Starling, you're a little bit of a larrikin. We're going to put you through some quick-fire questions. If, if you had two tickets... Two tickets to the best event. Let's just say the Super Bowl. There's you and only one other teammate that you take to Super Bowl. Who is it and why? I'll have to go with my, uh, my good mate Hudson Young. He's sort of my best mate down here. We've, we've, we've played together since we were sort of 14 um, in the Harold Match Juniors. So um, we're joined at the hip down here. So I'll have to take my good mate Hutto over for sure. He's got a screw loose. He's I'm mad. convinced. He's yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> okay, who would you mute? What teammate would you mute? For 24 hours, can't hear from him. Uh, probably, probably Jordan. He's always into me about how good his golf game is, so I'd, <laughs> I'd love to mute him. I think I do sometimes, so I just shut him off and uh, try and avoid him. He's, he's a bit of a pest, so I'd shut Jordan off. Which teammate, if you had to get up on stage and tell a joke for your life, if you had to make the entire crowd laugh, who would it be? Oh, I'm usually the joke teller down here, so <laughs> you, you've taken away my best actors. <laughs> There you go. You're saving your own life. Okay, yeah. who's the first to leave on Mad Monday? Uh, I'm going to have to say Jordan Rapani. He gets in trouble and has to go on. Mm. <laughs> He's copping some stick, isn't he, Jordan Rapani? <laughs> yeah, best... I've got to give it to him. I reckon he might be in this next category. Best dancer? Oh, Matty Tomoko. Yeah, he's right. Good feet. Hopefully he doesn't listen to the, hopefully he doesn't listen to the show because he doesn't need any more, <laughs> more occasions. Okay, last one, Tommy. It's been great talking to you. Best tourist, so end of season trip. Who's the guy that everyone wants on tour? Um, best on tour, big big papa. He goes good. He's always up for a good time, and um, he's actually he's actually been off the off the drink for a while, but um, he's always up for a good beer when he, when he's on, and he's always always a good time. And 
a good laugh. So I'll have to say Big Papa. Yeah. Nice. And you've been a good sport yourself, Tommy. Love watching you play in a huge match this Friday night, 6 o'clock. To all the supporters, make sure you get tickets. Get out to celebrate what is a, a memorable afternoon, a memorable night for Jared Croker and the club. Tommy Starling from the Canberra Raiders. Good luck this Friday night, and thanks for joining us on Sports Day. How are you doing, Tommy? Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, can't wait to see all the Raiders fans out there to celebrate uh, Big Twitch's 300. So thanks, guys. Good stuff. We're back for World Gym. Train for the sport you play. And Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Some great text messages and uh, a really good chat there with Tommy Starling. He sounds like a real larrikin, doesn't he? Yeah. We should put together, I, I want to put together a side of best bloke interviews. Best bloke interviews. Least cliches. Okay. I'll take Shaq Mitchell up there. Well, I've just put, see, I've got number 10, Shaq Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. Number nine, Tom Starling. So nice. Can, can we number, start? Number can, oh, we're going to have Clemmer. He was a good boy. Yeah, Dave. We're going to start boom. adding them in. I mean, you, you know what this is going to mean, though, right? You're going right. to read this list out, and, and if the guys who we've interviewed on the show aren't yep. on the list, they're going to think, they think I'm like no good. Boring. <laughs> Boring. No cliches. We've got a cl- we've got a cl- we've got a cliche button there, haven't we? Mm, we do. Uh, we did have a cliche button. Mm, yeah. no. Matt's giving it to me. He says now, Mr. On the Persian rugs, dead set. Trellmit first picked, even if he's on one leg. True. Well, he was on one leg, true. and I didn't pick him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, he was pick... on my leg. They picked him, but he pulled it. He pulled out. Rusty, yeah, no, he, he, no. I'm. I was. I was having. A, I was being a bit facetious. But yeah, no, no. He'll be the first picked. Rusty's in the garage. He said, "Yep, on the Persian rugs." <laughs> I hope not. No. Now Leo has sent us a very long text about head assessment. I'm not going to read it all out, but I think Leo. I think the easiest way to to with the the neutral doctor, the independent doctor, is they shouldn't be in the bunker. They should be at the ground. And I think it's an expense thing, obviously. But if we're serious about it, we need to have independent head assessment doctors, specialists at the games if we're really, really serious about it. Mm. So, uh, hello, Sats and Rat. Just wondering why Mitch Moses, this is from Mickey G, wouldn't be up for consideration. He has a long and short kicking game. Plays with his eyes up to see what he and plays what he sees. He's led his team to victory against all the heavyweights more than once. He'd be my pick. I, I, I think he's definitely in consideration. It, it, it's a big game this week for um, for Nico Hines. Yeah, massive. It's a big game. And um, he's up against a solid opposition. If, if he performs well and the Sharks win and he has a good game, I think he's straight in. Yep. Um, but, um, yeah, I think Mitch Moses is definitely in the picture. Um, good text here from our smartest listener, Dan from Prairie. He says, hey, Sats and Rat, the major difference between the Fitzgibbon and Riles is that Fitzy was off contract. While Riles on the back of Adam O'Brien, previously breaking his three-year deal, has done the same. It's twice they've been burned, with former greats of the club in Brett Morris, Cordner and friend all waiting in the wings. The Tricolors are in a fortunate position to elevate one of them, which it was Robinson, which it, which it was Robinson was speaking to, wanting someone who wants to be here. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get that, but at the end of the day, you've still got a, a coach that's going to another club. Whether they're coming off contract or not, they're, they're still going to spend two, three, four months at your club, whether they're coming off contract. And those names you mentioned, Daniel, I, I agree with you. Brett Morris, Boyd Cordner, and Jake Friend, maybe they're not players that pine to be head coaches. And like you said, Rat, maybe you do want a coach there that hasn't got aspirations but really wants to be part of a, a really important cog in the wheel of a, of a first-grade coaching team. Well, it's a different beast, isn't it, going from assistant to a head coaching gig? Yep. Like, I mean, you, you think about – 
did you do you know who uh, Hook's assistants were? Well, Ryan Carr. Ryan Carr. Well, one. you know now because uh, he's Ben Wolf. Ben is the Wolf, other. right? Okay. Yep. But did, but I don't think any of our listeners would really know that. Mm. I mean, they're not under the pressure. Yep. It's that head coaches and some some people don't want that. They're happy to sit in the background, and maybe if the Roosters are after players, after coaches that you know, are going to stay there and they've got to look for players or ex-coaches that don't want to be. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, 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 not at all. There's a really good friend of ours who you were coached by at the Gold Coast Titans, Steve Murphy, who is Brad Arthur's assistant. One of the best humans in the game. And a really good assistant coach. Yeah. And doesn't have aspirations to be a head coach in the NRL. Well, we hope, if he's listening, we we hope he don't. I'll tell you where he would be a good coach, UK Super League. Oh, yeah. I mean, he'd be a good head coach, but um, I don't think... I think he, I think he might just be happy to be an assistant. <laughs> we just bagged you, Murph. Sorry, mate. Love you, Smurf. Now, Love Nico you. from Gunnamutta says, "Of course, you want Moses in, you Queenslanders. You can engrave the trophy now if they pick him." <laughs> wow. Oh, Smurf and Gubbo's gonna lose it. <laughs> Tom Starling, the only bloke in the history of New South Wales. This is Bondi Jack, who hasn't heard of the private bin, and he lives there. Wow. Yeah, he's not from there, and it might have been gone prior to him getting there. So it's the only sort of bit of. <laughs> Yeah, we can save him on that one. I was spending all night there with the Chooks and the Raiders players and Rothfield when Ricky Stewart and David Fern were in the 15 A's under Brother Wallace and St. Eddie's. Oh, wow. It's <laughs> a lot of history there. St. Eddie's. Were you winding me up then, Daddy Vass? Oh, I was doing some dance moves. I saw there. your hands in there. Was that yeah, winding yeah. me up? Yeah. Okay, we're going to get to a break because coming out next on the back of the World Test Championship, which first ball is bowled tomorrow, first ball, and every ball can be heard on SEN. We're going to... Talk to one of the greats and Ooh, one of our yeah. stable mates, Ian Healy. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. And he's done it. Gadding has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. He still doesn't know. He asked Kenny Palmer on the way out. And the reason why we play that, and doesn't mention our next guest's name, Ian Healy, one of the great, greats of Australian cricket, is because on Sunday, just gone, Heels, and you'd be aware of this, 30-year anniversary from the ball of the century, which you had the best view of. <laughs> yes, I could still see it too. Out of the hand, and Cat uh, was being a bit slow. I thought, he's a bit slow here. That foot's not <laughs> moving fast enough, and the bat's still up. What's the bat doing up? I can still remember my whole mindset, and... Uh, yeah, just just swung enough, just spun enough. Gat was just slow enough, and it just clipped the off stump. You know, so good, good fun, and strong memories. Yeah, no, I, I saw Gatting get in, interviewed the other day, and he said the reason he was like looking back at the stumps is because he wasn't sure whether it hit hit them or not. <laughs> I'm like, you would have heard it, yeah. surely. Like he was just bewildered. No, he, he, you. he looked confused. Yeah, the stumps, the stumps are real hard into the ground in, out there, and. They don't make the real clang unless they get really knocked knocked over, you know, by a quick flush and halfway up a stump or something. But but no, that one really didn't make much of a noise. Just mm-hmm. a you know a like a you know a slap yeah. uh, and into my glove. And yeah, he, he was lo- he looked at me and oh geez, I, I'm so I'm so glad I held my tongue. I was about to send him, <laughs> you know, but. I just decided nah, keep running to warning. Yeah, Norris. Now <laughs> World Test Championship before the Ashes and. Uh, already the, the Aussies missing one of their strike strike bowlers in Josh Hazelwood, missing because of an Achilles injury. 
And Michael Nisa comes in. Um, are you hearing that he's going to be okay for the Ashes or still touch and go their heels? No, I'm not hearing at all. You know, they, they keep saying he's so close, but he's been so close for a while. Mm. And he's just not healing. Um, so I've got no inside information as to why they can't get that Achilles injury uh, right. Uh, so, And then there was a side injury that they talked about coming home from the IPL. Well, that turned out to be nothing, but it got mentioned again. So, so I'm not sure we're getting the whole truth. But no, no, if he, if he doesn't play the next week in Ashes Test number 1, then we, we've got to replace him a lot, a lot for a longer time than uh, we are thinking about. Mate, how does it work with that? Do you have to pick for for a series? Do you have to pick X amount of players, and they're the only players you can use, or you can bring anyone in at any time. So if he if he has to sit out the no, first it, test, yeah. is is that how it works, or how does it work? No, you can bring him bring him in. Um, yep. The Australian selectors, for some reason, have broken tradition, and um, they've picked a team, the squad that will be able to be changed after the World Test Championship final, followed by the two Ashes Tests. Right. Then they they can you know reselect someone or send someone back to county cricket or go you know go and get some practice in case we need you later. Um, but uh, and they've got 18 players in that squad. They've trimmed that 18 to 15. They're only allowed to have 15 in this World Test Championship squad, and so yep. too is India. Um, but that's a one-off game, so so they might as well send the you know the three that aren't getting in outside the 12. They they can probably uh, just put the put the boardies on, but. Um, I think, uh, you know, this is one tour that Australian cricket used to take a bolter, you know, a young up-and-comer or someone, a surprise selection. And we used to tour with 17 players. And yep. and the tour was, you know, like, let's say, six tests, maybe 15 to 20 games. Um, so, so times have changed. They're down to just the, just the five tests against England is the Ashes now. Ours used to be, you know, 20 games and a lot longer. And so you could use your players and give them experience in English conditions and whilst they're not missing cricket at home um, because it's the off-season. So that, that's why, you know, we, we'd take a second wicket keeper and we'd take a youngster as well as a team that we hope was capable of winning the Ashes. So so it's changed um, and it's and it's all go, go, go now, now and very little preparation and uh, maybe not so much workload under your belt when you start bowling long spells and three spells in a day. You know, the fast bowlers have got to back up and, and it takes its toll. Yeah, mate, World Test Championship, obviously it's an important game, but is it to be hard to... Uh, I mean, is it, a, is it an ideal warm-up match given, you know, we're, we're playing England in the Nashes and playing India is very different to playing England and, you know, we're playing... Oh, I don't know. You I mean, you tell me. Is it is it something that is ideal preparation for us? No, the, the schedule's poor. Um, and it's but it's been dumped in late. So normally, when the schedule, when the Ashes schedule is is um, sort of compiled and designed, you know, it's about eighteen months ago. Yeah. And England come to you and say, right, oh, this is where we want to put the games. And I think then you have the right to say, no, 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 we need to spread them out, or you know, or we don't. We need to um, intensify the the tournament or the the series. So that's when you've got to have your say. Right. Um, and we sort of let the ashes be very condensed and compressed because it's it's dumped in between um, the IPL and then the start of the Vitality Blast in English cricket where they, they're getting all their top players to be available for their counties. So so five five ashes tests in six or seven weeks, it's, it's sort of selling the ashes 
very short for my liking, but uh, and and all former players, I'm sure. Um, so so yeah, but the World Test Championship, I believe, the final got dumped even late later than that for heaps of different reasons, and it it's butted up against the the Ashes, which is really dangerous workloads. They're mm-hmm. playing six tests in eight weeks, yeah. and uh, I, I was worried it was supposed to be played with a Kookaburra ball. But it's not. It's being played with a duke. So this is a pretty good warm-up game. You know, if you, it, it's it's a pretty good game. But I'd like another week in between the start of the first test and the end of this game. So, but yeah, India. It'll be a great a great test because the wicket at the oval offers something for both teams. You know, there, there's some pace and bounce early if you have to bowl first, and it spins late. Like even in successful Ashes tours. Uh, of mine, two of our tours, we got knocked over with spin at the end of a end of the test at the Oval. So India will enjoy the end of it. So we've got to make sure the front we we enjoy. Yeah, mate. Talk to me about this Duke versus Kookaburra ball situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, what 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 is the big difference here between these two balls? Because I'm hearing about it. And I just I need to hear it from someone who knows what is the difference. It's between like the these old leather steed up against the synthetic today. Yeah, right. Is it that different? It's sort of like that, right? Yeah, they're they're different. Um, the kookaburra hasn't got as much lacquer on over the top of it when it's brand new. Right. That's the first thing. Right. So it's quite a a, a matte sort of ball compared to the shiny Duke. Um, and and that is there to sort of for, for English moisture conditions, you know, that it'll it'll resist them better. Right. But on top of that, and then as that lacquer chips off, the ball starts to swing, yep. and, and then you try to protect the lacquer on one side and 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 get the other side with the lacquer all off, and it'll swing more and for longer periods than the kookaburra does. Right. And then to, on top of that, the rope that's used in the in the seam has got more ply in it. It's it's thicker and it's more prominent, and it's so that makes it a bigger rudder when it's swinging, yep. and it makes it uh, more seam. It, it can hit the pitch and move sideways more than the kookaburra does, right. and it stays hard. It's very hard ball. I'd say the the cork inside it is almost like a rock. Probably it's it's that hard. It's hard on your bat and hard off your bat. It comes off good too. Um, and so it stays those ways, swinging, seaming, and, and you can hit it well, and it stays hard all day. Um, so it's quite a challenging ball to play against. And yeah, right. against India, we're going to be playing with that. That's interesting. That's really interesting. Now, Virat Kohli, what sort of form's he in at the moment? Um, has he had much lead-up heels? Well, um, yeah, he, he's in really good form. He, he hasn't been over the last two years, but... This year's been good, and the IPL, incredible. Um, he made at least two hundreds in IPL. They're making hundreds in T20 games now. Look like Test match hundreds, you know. So Shubman Gill, their other their other opener, he made three hundreds in the IPL. Um, so, but their their patience will get tested. You know, the, the batsmen to make adjustments from two months of T20 cricket to come into a Test match where the ball swings more. Uh, the field placings can be more aggressive and you can get caught more, um, those sorts of things. You've got to be careful of the shots you're trying to play to certain deliveries. There's, you know, that will get really tested in both batting lineups because all they've been doing for two months is clearing the front leg and trying to slog sixes. Mm. So, so now they've got to get back to a, a much more side-on, back and across, forward into the ball type technique, which will survive in test cricket. $2.7 million up for grabs with the World Test Championship. You play in the wrong era. 
heels. But um, will they be too concerned, the Aussies, if with the Ashes the priority? Yeah, would they be too concerned if they if they don't in. win this game? Uh, they should be. I hope yeah. they are, uh, because this is this is a culmination of two years of work. Yep. Um, you, you know, in the last twelve months, England I think have won ten out of twelve games. Ten out of their twelve tests, they've won, There's, and I think they probably lost the other two. They didn't even have a draw, right? And they didn't make the final. That's how bad the year before that was for them. You know, that, that, so Australia and India have put in two really successful years with this in mind. You know, right. that chase. This is one trophy Australia hasn't won. It's only been won once, and New Zealand uh, won it over India two years ago. And it's it's a mace. It's a big, sorty looking thing. You know, and and it's uh, hard to yeah, drink yeah, out I think of. I want to win it. Uh, yeah, you can't drink out of it, but you can stab someone with it. Already. It's this big pole, um, so so they, they'll be they'll be working really hard and, and motivated to do that, and and they'll take that uh, totally uh, separate to the Ashes, and they'll kick into the Ashes next week, which isn't enough time to do that um, justice, but. Oh, fingers crossed, in mate, England uh, have some troubles of their own. Yeah, mate, quick one. So. Do we have to get everything right? Like, to win the World Test Championship is the same style of cricket we're going to play to beat India as we're going to play to Good beat, question, beat England. Good question, Is it? Do, are we doing the same uh, thing? Probably not. I don't think India will come at us like England will. So, right. and, and this game can go six days. It, it, it's a, They're extending it a day, even if it doesn't rain. If they haven't got a result, you can go a six day. But no that, draw. That so there's no draw. In the ashes. No, wow. well, they're trying not to get a draw. Right. If it if it goes into the sixth day and it's a draw, I, I hope we finish first, you know, and, and uh, we'll win it. But we'll take the trophy. But um, no, I don't. I think England, India will be more conservative than England. England have been walking out of their crease at opening bowlers and slapping them everywhere. Yeah. So that's very risky. If if you bowl well, that should be risky. So we've got to bowl fast and we've got to bowl well. And right. to England, uh, we've got to do that to India, but they'll be more around the crease. So they won't be coming at us as riskily as as England will be. So it'll it'll this will be this will be great Test cricket, India Australia, because the, this wicket at the Oval it bounces and it's quite fast in the first day and a half. Then it's easy batting, really good batting conditions. The the outfield's lightning, and then it spins. So both sides are going to enjoy it, and they've got to show a full range of skills. Uh, when we get into the Ashes. Uh, the ball might swing and seem more than it's going to in this first one. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Always great insight, Heels. Thanks for taking time out. You're in Moree at the moment, playing golf with a couple of your former teammates. So you must have a good drink, good, good catch up. Well, I mean, that, I mean that's that, that is available to us, uh, Scott. But uh, I've got my show tomorrow from here. I've just set the box up here, the Codec box. <laughs> doing my preparation, and so it's a big variety bash golf day that uh, they, they, the community really gets behind down here. We've, we've been here, you know, 20 years. This could be the last one. Um, so I came down with Alan Border and Mark and Peter Taylor are here, and uh, there'll be Justin Harrison from rugby. There's no leagueies this year. Uh, quite <laughs> often we've had uh, Shane Wakelin and, and Fitzy from tennis. They'll be here tomorrow, but... Uh, and a couple of guests. Well, I'll let you know if there's any leagues that are the two, one of the two mystery guests they haven't announced. Yeah, nice. But nice yeah, one. big big day tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, do the show here again on Thursday, and then get home. Good stuff. And anyone in Queensland can listen to SENQ Brecky with Patton Hills, Paddy Walsh, of course, your uh, your sidekick. Hey, Hills, thanks very much for taking time out and joining us on Sports Day.
You're welcome, Seth. See you, Rhett. Good on you, mate. Bye. We're back for World Gym. Train for the sport you play. And Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Oh, uh, yeah, let's wrap the show up. Now, tomorrow night, Rat, you already know, but just for argument's sake, we'll tell the listeners, Brad Clyde. Oh, what a player he was, eh? <laughs> Revolutionised the lock position. I think so many of our listeners would have just admired him from afar so greatly. Like, he... I reckon there would have been many, many guys with a man crush on Brad Clyde back in one. the day. Oh, mate, I was too. He just changed the game, didn't he? He changed what you would expect, what you expected from a back roll. But it, I mean, geez, have we have we had one the he's, same? He's have se- we had one since? He seemed to have been the first of the of the big lock forwards because if you haven't walked up alongside Brad Clyde, I mean, in the past you had Chuck Raper and you had you know Ronnie Coote was a tall guy for mm. his day. You got Wayne Pierce. But Brad Clyde, six two, amazing athlete, as quick as any centre. He, he was and just had an engine on him was that phenomenal. was just freakish. Like Nineteen years of age, hit-ups. Clive Churchill medalist. Well, he, play, he played for he played Origin at nineteen. He didn't did nineteen eighty nine. First, yeah, Origin. Jack Gibson was the coach. I remember coming in uh, in ninety five and and playing against that Raiders side. And he what, what, so he would have been what twenty six, mm. just his prime. Just this, like him and Wiki and Mullins and Daly and Stewart. And, oh, mate, it was a terrifying Lomax, Pongia. So how do they fit into the salary cap? Well, <laughs> you know, Canberra milk. Canberra milk. Well, yeah, well, maybe some other things about the Canberra milk. Thank you, Steve, for your, uh, for your kind words each and every night as the show finishes. Have, have a good week, Matty. Now, Matty, you're in tomorrow night, aren't you? Well, I don't know yet. Um, the wog, the wog man might be a little. He's a little under the weather. Yeah, he's, a he crook. sounded like yeah, he had a bit of a frog in his throat today, and he's not. He's not feeling the greatest. So mm-hmm. we might we mightn't see him tomorrow. A Frenchman. You got oh. yeah. Uh, well, well, now as long as the Aussies can keep the balls popping into the crease, we'll win with middle stumps. Says nine seven zero. You were saying during the break. I'm, I'm like you. I'm really looking forward to this. I'm excited. The Ashes. Next... But 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 even Heels talking about talking to us about what this. World Test Championship yep. means like it's. I, I didn't realise that it was a two-year tournament that Neither they've been I. playing in. It's only just it's it's a new it's concept, a, and this is the culmination of it. And yeah. I guess it's giving a bit more back to uh, the history of the game, the tradition yep. of the game, um, creating this World Test Championship. And uh, yeah, the Aussies haven't won it, so why not? Let's go and win it. Uh, uh, the Ashes, on the other hand, I'm just I'm man, the Ashes is something I can always get up for. Yeah. Now, uh, David St. Ives, we talked about things in the past on the back of parental guidance, the show on Channel 9. Things you did in the past as a kid would be frowned upon today. Exploding chlorine bottles of bombs via 1.25 litre plastic Coke bottles down drains. Back then, no one cared. Today, we'd probably have the bomb squad and 100 cups turn up. Matt, yeah, I think you would. And I remember as a kid, we, we used to live near this bus depot and it was, behind, it was down the bottom of this, um, this hill. And there was there was bushland above it. We used to go in there with those. Remember throwdowns? Yes, mate. We used to get packets of them and just sit up in the bush and we'd just throw these throwdowns down on the buses. <laughs> and mate, you'd see these guys down there blowing up and yelling <laughs> up, and they'd run up to try to catch us. We just all bolt. And <laughs> mate, just the crazy stuff we used to do. Oh. Well, we didn't have phones to keep us occupied. Exactly. We had to find other ways to keep ourselves occupied. Zero one zero. Great show, boys. Thank you. Actually, Bruce, I stand corrected. Hugh McGarn was a big, tall lock, a fine player. He was. Mark Graham. Hugh McGarn, Mark Graham. Oh, big, Kiwis. tall lock. 
Yeah. I remember watching Mark Graham in the 1980 Brisbane Rugby League Grand Final against South. Mm. Joey Kilroy was the fullback. Smoking. Yep. Uh, and Mark Graham was the lock forward. And coached by Graham Lowe. Big, tough Kiwi. And it was an upset as well. Yeah, it was an amazing game. Amazing mm. game. I still remember that as a kid. Yeah, Mark, Mark, Mark's just said, I'd go for Lou Iron Hines and put Cook on the bench to interchange with Coruscant and Latrell hasn't been named for South this weekend. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, I think they've got to put Cook on the bench. One-two punch. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Even though Coruscant was, was good. I don't, you know what? I don't really care. Oh, you've taken that angle. <laughs> I just don't. You're don't. taking badges out. No, angle. I just don't. I mean, I... You know what? You know what I was I was saying to you before. Like, how funny is it? I eh? just like. Have you heard anything about Queensland? No, you haven't heard anything, right? Because I think they're comfortable, even though they've and lost just players. All this I talk about, you, New but you South can do Wales. that after you win. Yeah, I know. You can do that after you win. They've lost a couple of key players. Yeah, mm. New South Wales pick Mitch Moses. They get beat forty-eight, not eight. Disastrous. Rabbit Burrow tomorrow. Mm. Oh, uh, uh, what about Bondi Jack? Sats, Canberra got done for being 450k over 1.8. I remember when the, the salary cap was 1.8 million. That's when I came in. Was that 1990, mm. Bondi Jack? Over a $1.8 cap, they retained their title, Bondi Jack. Imagine imagine <laughs> going, to the, going to a club now saying, uh, boys, uh, we're going to cut the cap down yeah. to 1.8 million <laughs> for 30 plays. Oh, mate. Oh, 302 says, all good lads. I know, mate, just getting a bit excited with the next Queensland win at Suncorp. I'm calling 36 Queensland, cockroaches 14. The first thing I do when I get through the door at 4.30 after a hard day's work on Wednesday, crack a 4X bitter, then put on 4GY, which is gimpy. Gimpy. Love the banner, boys. Absolutely golden. Mm. Yeah, get out all the people in gimpy. That's uh, Tino Fasumala'awi region. Is. Gimpy. He's born in Gympie. Oh, he wasn't born in Gympie. He's lived most of his life in Gympie. He was a, he was a mad dog. He played for us at the Titans. He was from Gympie. Oh, it wasn't Chris Kayla, was Kayla, it? Chris yeah, Kayla. Chris Kayla. Crafty. Yeah. Crafty. He Came was from mad. Canberra. He was mad. He was, he was batshit, <laughs> wasn't he? Oh, crazy? M-A-D. And, mate, you know, we know, he, was per, he was good for us back he then. He was a throwback, wasn't he? Mate, yep. Here's a modern-day Terry Reagan yep. from the Raiders. 1994 it was, Sats. Bondi Jack just said. When they, Here we uh, go. When they got done for... 450k over the salary cap. Well done, boy. It's, it's almost a quarter of it. I well, know. it is a quarter of it. Breaking news Roosters prop Matt Lodge has confirmed he won't be at the club in 2024, saying today that he has options to sign with a rival club. Thank you, Ian Healy, for coming on to talk about the Test Championship, also the upcoming Ashes series. Tommy Starling from the Raiders on what is a, a memorable. Friday for the Canberra Raiders and Jared Croker. Time for this quickly. On Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. I can't believe I just wandered in. He's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours, As you can see, I'm a little bit disappointed today because I started a a dating service for chickens. You you know, that business I was telling you about. Mm. I've had had to shut it down. I was struggling. I was struggling to make hens meet. You are an idiot. Ah, thanks for joining us. See you tomorrow night.